Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday, December the 27th. And, uh, boy, we haven't been here in uh, four days. Uh, Miss Friday, Saturday, of course, Sundays are exclusive. And uh, with regards to uh, Monday, uh, national holiday since Christmas fell on a Sunday. Meanwhile, Monday Night Football last night, uh, the Chargers have a pretty easy time uh, handling uh, the Colts up in uh, Indianapolis as uh, basically I think they had six sacks uh, uh, just uh, the coats couldn't get going at all. The Chargers uh, just playing uh, relentless defense. And at one time, I'm not so sure the coats even had 100 yards of total offense in that game, Jeff. And yet Jeff Saturday still a quote-unquote outstanding candidate for the Colts head coaching job going forward, according to head owner uh, Jim Irsay. Yeah, well, they still have to go through the Rooney rule, too, so I uh, wonder how that's going to be uh, laid out but uh, in the meantime Justin uh, Herbert didn't throw a touchdown pass he threw an interception lost a fumble meanwhile the Colts turned to veterans Nick Foles and their third string quarterback uh, replacing Matt Ryan who wasn't active Monday Foles threw uh, three interceptions without a TD in the Chargers defense as I mentioned was relentless sacking uh, Foles seven times and uh, pretty much in that game uh, the Colts defense continued to play uh, well at high level but uh, Herbert uh, was sacked four times, but in the meantime, the the Chargers uh, just put up twenty points, beat them twenty to three, I do believe. And uh, they were saying, go with the under on that game. Yeah, and you know, you could have gone with the under in just about all the games this weekend. The only the weather, the, yeah, the only high scoring game was the Rams demolishing Denver, uh, and I'm not sure if that game uh, was in Los Angeles. Or was it in uh, Denver? Pretty sure it was in L.A. Yeah. Uh, I had it on for just a short time, but I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, 51 to, uh, I think it was 10 maybe, uh, was the final in that particular game as the Rams just uh, took apart uh, uh, Denver, 14, excuse me, in that game. And uh, and Denver waited. They didn't fire him on Christmas Day. They waited a day uh, to fire their head coach, uh, announced it yesterday. Yeah, you wonder if that's a job that Sean Payton might be interested in. I, I don't know. I think he wants something in a warmer climate. However, you know, it's it's certainly a possibility. The one, the one thing, though, he wants Vic Fangio. Uh, reportedly, yeah, he'd like Vic right. Fangio as his de- defensive coordinator. And since Vic was fired there, a couple, even though it's different ownership now. That's right. I mean, the, since uh, the Walmart folks took over. Yeah, Walton, pretty sure the Walton boys, yeah. But I'm not sure who fired Fangio. Uh, probably, oh, though, good. the Bolt Boland family. Uh, okay. So I just don't see that if, indeed, Peyton is going to hire or look to get Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator, wherever he may go, if Vic wants to go back to Denver as the defensive coordinator. So I, I don't know. Yeah, who, who knows? But in the meantime, uh, Tampa Bay... Uh, you know, they're putting the screws pretty much to the Saints. Uh, they've got to lose maybe their last two games and not sure who. I think they play Carolina and Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, is it? Maybe. You no, know, because the Saints play Atlanta the last. No, no, no. No, they play Carolina. You're right. Uh, in this particular, uh, let's see, uh, quickly, uh, Arizona's at Atlanta. Atlanta at 5-10 and 10 is pretty is out of it. So they, they hung around for a while. Saints still have a minute chance of making it Carolina journeys to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, and, and we're actually got, a, uh, for obvious reasons, rooting for Carolina. But then we have to turn around and beat Carolina. That's right. Week 
That's right. 18, I guess it is now, uh, in order to uh, win the division. Yeah. But again, and then Tampa has to lose yeah. that last game, too. Yeah, and that last game quickly is against Atlanta in yeah. Atlanta. So, um, stranger things have to happen than uh, the Saints making the playoffs. But somebody's got to make it from the – and they're going to host the Cowboys, it looks like, unless the Eagles – and, of course, the Saints have to travel to Philadelphia this week to take on uh, the Eagles, who were ambushed, uh, uh, of course, in Dallas, but uh, lost a close game to the Cowboys. But uh, – uh, without playing their starting quarterback and uh, the backup, uh, Jeff. Uh, and it's a shame because uh, I want to say Ginshu. Uh, yeah, no. Minshew. Uh, Minshew Gardner yeah. Minshew. thinking like the Ginsu knives. The, uh, the idea that uh, Gardner put up that many points, I thought, against the Cowboy defense was fairly impressive. Uh, you wonder what Jalen Hurts would have done. But also... You're rooting for Philly to win that one to clinch so that they play New Orleans and maybe they're not as motivated to play a lot of their starters and, uh, again, give the Saints a better opportunity. But, once again, Philadelphia is going to be playing to clinch home field advantage throughout the postseason. Yeah, You're right. And Mitchell had a pretty good game uh, that, that uh, last Saturday uh, afternoon. Uh, 24 out of 40, 355 yards, a couple scores. Of course, uh, Dallas had to score twice. Uh, late in the game uh, to uh, win it. Uh, they put up 13 points in that final quarter to seven for Philadelphia. Philadelphia played well, considering without their starting quarterback, who is the right now probably the choice for the MVP in the league right now uh, in in that regard. So uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, the Saints surprising a lot of people, journeying up to Cleveland and uh, getting behind 10 nothing at the time and then getting a late score in the second quarter to make it 10-3, going to score a couple times in the third quarter and beat the, beat the Browns 17-10. to It really surprised me, to be very honest with you. Of course, the weather was horrible. I think it was, what, uh, 11 degrees or something of that nature. Was it, what was the wind factor with the wind coming off of Lake Erie up in Cleveland? I, I'm not sure. But uh, Andy Dalton only threw the ball 15 times. Of course, uh, uh, in the meantime, uh, 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 the Saints get a pretty good ground attack. The Browns had a poor rushing defense. Uh, Kamara goes 20 carries, 76 yards, and a score. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Hill goes uh, nine carries, 56 yards, and a score, along with uh, David Johnson comes in, does a decent job, not a lot of yardage, seven carries, 16 yards, along with Prentice, a backup, uh, at two carries for five yards, and Dalton uh, taking one carry for minus one yard in that game and I'm not sure uh let's see uh Andy Dalton uh was sacked twice in that game for uh 10 yards in the meantime uh the Saints uh, uh turned the ball over once each team the Browns each threw an interception the Saints and the Browns uh Saints were seven out of 15 on third down the Browns seven out of 16 total yards uh the Saints had it 244 yards the Browns 249 Saints uh had a little better uh, rushing game. Of course, I mentioned the Browns have a poor defense against the run. Uh, the Browns uh, throw for 125 yards and uh, the rush for 124 yards, while the Saints throw for 92 and rush for 152. But they come out. They had to hold off Cleveland a couple times late in the game. And I'm trying to recall if Cleveland had missed a field goal late in the game. Uh, I can't recall, Jeff, in that game uh, – of course, believe it or not, I forgot all about it. Uh, uh, 
uh, uh, Saturday, and uh, lo and behold, uh, I caught about the last, oh, maybe six to eight minutes of the game itself. When I turned it on, I thought the Saints were losing uh, 14 to, 14 to uh, I mean, 10 to, to nothing. And I glanced at it again at the TV, and it was 17 to uh, 10. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I um I didn't I didn't uh, wasn't able to see so I can't tell you much what happened with the Saints uh that Saturday afternoon don't know if you uh were able to catch some of it yeah I watched the uh, entire game Alvin Kamara had a uh, pretty decent game four yard touchdown run among them Saints uh, seventeen unanswered points to delete that ten to nothing uh, win that uh, lead that the Cleveland Browns had one of the things that I was uh, I kept staring at the crowd. In fact, they at one point invited the fans in the upper deck to move down. Really? Because, I mean, the place was empty. Uh, they sold 67,000-plus tickets to that game. Uh, but uh, if 20,000 showed up, that would have been a lot. And, you know, Cleveland f- fans are pretty rabid, and they're, they're they certainly are. used to the weather. Although, from what I understand, uh, at 6 degrees uh, was kickoff time, even though CBS announced 9 degrees. It was officially 6 degrees at kickoff, and that was the coldest game the Saints have ever played. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, like I said, uh, you know, again, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, Deshaun Watson, for them paying him uh, the the money they are right now, uh, he's kind of been, you know, of course the weather had a lot to do with uh, his uh, – his uh, game, but uh, 15 out of 31, 135 yards, uh, an interception. His quarterback rating was 47.1. And believe it or not, a stat I saw this morning, the Saints have the second-best pass defense, if you can believe that, in the National Football League after the Eagles, who they play this weekend. Interesting. So it, it is. And uh, with that, uh, with Watson collecting his uh, guaranteed $230 million, which he signed uh, – what, uh, earlier this year? Maybe? March or April. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, quite uh, well ahead of all the uh, legal issues being resolved. I think there's still one more uh, yeah, lawsuit out there. But, again, interesting stat from Saturday's game. Dennis Allen's 51st game as head coach, just the second time he has won back-to-back games. Really? First time the Saints did it this year. And he made some comments to the effect that, uh, yeah, we got to do better than this. Uh, but feels as though they've turned it around a, a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But may be just too little time, uh, too little too late yeah. to uh, make something happen this year. And, you know, yeah, the Saints uh, lost that game to Tampa, down ten point, up 10 points uh, late. And uh, seeing Tampa Bay do it again, yeah. Was that uh, Saturday night or Sunday night? Yeah, that uh, was uh, whichever. Yeah, I think it was a Sunday night game or Saturday. But that's how close they are to being in first place. That's right. You that's know, right. Two and, ten point leads that got away, or that Tampa recovered from late. And can you recall, uh, of course, the Vikings seemed like they went all the close games, uh, touchdown or less. But uh, that was a game over in London. They had a chance to win that game, and uh, so they've they've had a few get away from them this year. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, just reviewing uh, what took place this weekend. Of course, we'll have on Bob Rose at 8 o'clock to talk a little bit more about the Saints and uh, what about their very, very minute chances of making the playoffs. In the meantime, Jacksonville still looking pretty good right now. They take down the Jets. 
19 to 3, who have been playing poorly. Buffalo heads to, to Chicago, uh, beat the Bears 35 to 13. That was, was close uh, early, though. Yeah, it they, was. They had a lead at the half. That's right. That's and then right. I don't know what happened. I didn't get to watch the game, but man. Yeah, they did. They had a lead up to 10 to 6, and Buffalo exploded for. To, uh, well, they they ended up getting a safety net game, if my memory serves me right, Buffalo, didn't they? The Bears uh, with uh, a score, uh, I guess they, a score in the end zone. But in the meantime, Buffalo takes down the Bears by the score of 35-13. Elsewhere, uh, Kansas City just moving right along. Uh, they take uh, Seattle 24-10 in a game that uh, uh, the, the, uh, Smith uh, has an okay game, but uh, just Kansas City. Uh, they're running back. McKinnon has goes off again. I know I have him in fantasy, and he's done well the last two or three weeks. Elsewhere, uh, the Giants uh, lose a three-pointer to Minnesota as uh, the young man kicks another uh, game-ending field goal uh, to beat the Giants 27-24. And I think that's like four or five for him this year, uh, late field goals that uh, he's kicked to win games for uh, – for the uh, Vikings, uh, the young man, uh, uh, not uh, Gueno, it's a Giants kicker, uh, Joseph. Uh, he, he, he hit the 61-yarder to win the game uh, Saturday against the Giants. Elsewhere, uh, Carolina, kind of surprised me. Uh, they beat back uh, Detroit 37-23 to at Carolina. Uh, they have a great game. They, uh, uh, they go on to beat the Lions, who have been playing really well in the last few weeks. As Darnold goes 15 out of 22 for 250 yards, they're rushing. Gee, they got two guys. Foreman had 21 carries for 165 yards. Hubbard, 12 carries for 125 yards. And they just, uh, they ran for almost, well, they did run for over 300 yards against the Lions uh, defense. So, uh Elsewhere, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, eke one out over New England in a pretty close game. New England's defense keeps them in the game uh, as they get another score. Burrow, 40 out of 52 for 375 yards, three scores and two intercepts. Uh, Mixon's the only one offensively, but uh, Higgins goes for 128 yards on eight catches, along with uh, Chase, uh, eight catches, 79 yards as uh, um, uh, Cincinnati um, heads into the next week. And I'm trying to think, Jeff, if they clinched a, a playoff spot? I think they have Who's this? two games. Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati has clinched the playoffs at 11-4. and four. In fact, I've got uh, all the scenarios all right. if you want to go, go through ahead. those. Let's uh, start in the AFC since uh, that's what we were talking about there. Buffalo Bills at 12-3 and three have clinched their division. They have a tiebreaker over Kansas City. On head-to-head, who's also 12-3 and three and have clinched the AFC West. Cincinnati would be the number three seed right now, 11-4, and four, clinched the playoffs. Uh, Jacksonville, 7-8. and eight. Uh, They are tied, I believe, with Tennessee. Or Tennessee may be a game. No, Tennessee is 7-8 and eight as well. Uh, and Jacksonville has the tiebreaker should those teams end up being tied. And, uh, again, they'd be first in the AFC South. Baltimore in at the number five seed, as it is right now. Right. At 10-5, they've clinched uh, a playoff berth. The Chargers, last night's win, got them into the postseason, 9-6. and six. They would be the number six seed right now, and the, the final seed would be Miami, who's 8-7. and seven. Uh, They haven't clinched anything, but uh, they would be. So there's only one AFC spot left. And in the hunt, New England at 7-8, third in the AFC East right now. They do have a tiebreaker over the Jets, 
would be right now the number nine team at seven and eight, still in the hunt, haven't been eliminated, fourth right now in the AFC East. Tennessee, again, in the hunt as a possible division winner of the AFC South, uh, but right now they are in second place, tied at seven and eight, but again, they don't have the tiebreaker. Steelers remain in the hunt at seven and eight, third in the AFC North. Las Vegas, six and nine, still in the hunt, third in the AFC West. But again, obviously needing a whole lot of help. Oh, yeah. And the four teams that have been eliminated with still two games to go Cleveland at 6 and 9, Indianapolis at 4 and 10 and 1, Denver at 4 and 11, and the Texans 2 and 12 and 1. So that's the AFC. I can go through the NFC. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm looking at uh, next week's schedule as you go through those uh, games, or I should say playoff scenarios. All right. So right now, the top seed, Philadelphia, 13 and 2. They have not clinched the division or home field advantage, but they have clinched a playoff berth. Vikings 12 and 3 clinch the NFC North. San Francisco at 11 and 4 has clinched the NFC West. Not sure if they're in a position to maybe uh, get a little help and uh, have home field advantage, uh, but certainly Minnesota and Philadelphia and Dallas uh, still maybe oh, has yes. that chance. But skipping over, uh, not to skip over Tampa, they're 7 and 8. In the hunt, they haven't clinched anything, believe it or not, uh, but in first place in the NFC South right now. Dallas, 11-4, uh, and four, has clinched a playoff spot. They'd be the number five seed if um, things uh, finish as they are today. All right. The Giants, 8-6 and six and 1 in the hunt, third in the NFC East. They would be the number six seed, though, right now. Washington would be the number seven seed, so you've got uh, three of those four teams from that, uh, no, four, all four Teams from that division would be in the playoffs if everything uh, stayed the same way. They're seven and seven and one right now, fourth in the NFC East. Seattle is on the outside looking in, seven and eight uh, in the hunt, second in the NFC West. They've got a tiebreaker over Detroit on anything head to head. Detroit's also seven and eight, second in the NFC North. And they've got a tiebreaker over Green Bay because of head to head. Green Bay, number 10 right now, still amazingly alive after a couple uh, wins in a row. 7-8, and eight, third in the NFC North. Carolina, they are 6-9, and nine, similar to the Saints, still in the hunt. Right now they have a tiebreaker over the Saints, but if the Saints win two in a row, and that means one of them is against Carolina, they'd have uh, the division over Carolina, but again, we need right. uh, Tampa to lose twice. Uh, so again, the Saints, 6-9 and nine in the hunt. L.A., um, and then these four teams have been eliminated as well. The Rams, Falcons, Cardinals, and the Bears at 3-12. and 12. Uh, Do they have the worst? No, uh, Houston right now has got, I think we have a tiebreaker over Houston. I think uh, we lost to Houston. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. So, uh, so we need uh, the Texans to win a couple of games. You know, one thing along, uh, a lot of folks uh, were wondering if the Bears would uh, rest Justin Fields next couple of games since you know, why risk hurting him? Right. Uh, but Ibu Fluss says no, uh, he's playing. You know, we're going to try and win these last two games. Uh, would we like the top pick? Yeah, sure we would. But no, we're going to try and win these last two games. So well, I was glad to hear that. Well, the Bears played Detroit and Minnesota, two division rivals. Uh, their last game, their uh, January 8th at noon. Uh, the Vikings come to town, and pretty much uh, they've wrapped up the uh, the North Division. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, and uh, they uh, they'd be playing uh, uh, for a possible number one seed. I'm trying to remember if the Vikings uh, 
uh, who are there? Did they play? Uh, did they play the Eagles yet this year? I can't recall. Uh, let me pull that up real quickly. Seems they did for and some reason. Yeah, and uh, the Eagles lone loss was it? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Well, they lost two now. Yeah, Washington, Dallas, yeah. two conference, two divisional games uh, in that regard. Uh, so. Uh, Right now, the Vikings' other losses, they did lose to Philadelphia. One, their first loss, second game of the year, they lost to the Eagles. And then they lost to Dallas. Remember that wipeout 40-3 to on a uh, Sunday afternoon game. And then, of course, they lost to Detroit uh, a couple uh, – Just a couple of weeks ago. That's right, 34-23. So those are the Vikings' three losses, and they have yet Green Bay and Chicago to play. Uh, both at uh, they've finished their home schedule, so they got to travel to Green Bay up in the frozen tundra, and then they've got to go to uh, Soldier Field to take on the Bears in another big game. So uh, the NFL playoffs are starting to uh, uh, kind of crystallize. We're not going to feel like uh, who's going to be in. Of course, the NFC South is still the laughter of the league right now. Uh, uh, eight games could win that division, and uh, that's just unbelievable. But that's happened before. No, as the Saints journey to Seattle one year, they, has uh, it ever? Has eight wins ever done it? Uh, and this is only the second year with seventeen games. That's right. So I wonder if an under five hundred team has ever made the playoffs or what won was, a division. What I was bringing up, Seattle was seven and nine. The Saints journeyed up there. They won the division, that's right. and they got beat with the the. The run by uh, uh, the, the the back that uh, broke about ten. Marshawn Lynch, yeah, Marshawn Lynch uh, broke in his about early 10 days there, yeah. yeah. And that was back in what 2011. It was the year after there. they won the Super Bowl, yeah. So it would and, have been the 2010 season. And the Saints uh, get beat by the uh, seven and nine Seahawks. And I think they went on to uh, was Russell. Well, I don't think Russell Wilson was their quarterback no, then. No. no. Uh, it seemed like it was somebody, some backup, and we just couldn't believe the Saints get beat by uh, the Seahawks up there in Seattle in the 12th man. Anyway, but uh, the NFL uh, schedule winding down and the playoffs starting to crystallize, as I mentioned, and we'll see uh, in the next two weeks how it's all going to turn out. But the Saints have a minute chance. We'll have Bob Rose on at 8 o'clock. Maybe he'll tell us a little bit how all that's got to fall with two games remaining. So you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December the 27th. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, 
good paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgerow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December the 27th. And, you know, uh, just got through talking about all the NFL playoff scenarios and all with uh, that taking place. But in the meantime, the bowl games. Hello, collegiate football fans. We've got uh, 42, 43 bowl games, of which I'm guessing, but I'm, good, I'm sure a good half of them or pretty close to half of them have been played. The game in this area that people wanted to uh, uh, watch and take in hand uh, last uh, Friday at 2 o'clock was the Cajuns journeying up to Shreveport in the Independence Bowl to take on the Houston Cougars. Cajuns jump out to a 10 nothing lead uh, and uh, look like things are going pretty well for them uh, in that regard. But in the meantime, Houston comes back uh, to score uh, some points in the second quarter. Uh, Cajuns put up nine. It's 16-6 to uh, six at halftime. Cajuns uh, moving the ball pretty well. Chandler Fields having a pretty good game. Uh, they're running the ball all right. In the meantime, uh, Houston puts a touchdown on the board uh, in the third quarter, and they come back to 10 more points as they score late on a late touchdown pass. Uh, I'm trying to think if it was seven or eight seconds remaining in the game, maybe a little more. But uh, Houston gets a touchdown pass uh, to Clayton Toon as uh, um, Clayton Toon basically leads uh, uh, from Clayton Toon, I should say. He threw three touchdown passes in the game for a score of 23-16, to 16, and the Cajuns uh, just have a chance to uh, win the game uh, late in the fourth quarter as the young freshman, uh, um, uh, Chris, leads the Cajuns down the field uh, on a couple of different drives, and one turned into an interception, and then uh, late in the game, uh, right before that, he fumbled the ball near the goal line, and uh, the Cajuns um, just can't uh, pull it out as they get beat 23-16, to play pretty well uh, in that regard. Houston was a five-point pick going into the game. It dropped, too, the, the spread of a lot of money placed on the Cajuns, and they showed their wares. Uh, they were up, as I mentioned, 16-6 to at halftime, and uh, as the game went along, uh, both teams, uh, UL had 323 yards of offense in the game. They had over 200 in the first half, second half, not sure what happened. the same number of attendance. Yeah, boy, did you see that? Uh, <laughs> gee. I mean, of course, it was so cold up there. Uh, both schools didn't bring. And then Houston had this guy, the Hawk. He, you remember Fetch Dog that the Saints had? The, the yeah, dog yeah, yeah. that run on the field? Well, there was this big old boy for Houston that run out on the field and roll and pick up the tee and come back on the sidelines. He must have weighed 300 pounds. Looked like he could have been a nose guard for U of H. Anyway, uh, picking up the tee and running out of bounds and ro- uh, rolling over and all. But uh, anyway, a uh, sight to behold as the announcers were commenting on it. Uh, and like I said, the Cajuns uh, have three turnovers, and pretty much uh, that tells a story as uh, Houston doesn't have a turnover. Both teams penalized uh, 
for Houston for 60 yards, the Cajuns for 63. Uh, Houston has two sacks, while the Cajuns only have one. Um, Zion Hillgreen, I thought, played a pretty good game, too, uh, along with uh, uh, a couple other Cajuns. Didn't see Peter LeBlanc's. Uh, too much in the game. I uh, was looking for him. Uh, he only caught one pass for four yards. Uh, take that back. He didn't catch a pass. He ran one time for four yards as uh, leading the uh, Cajun team in receivings was Legendre, who had five catches for 56 yards. I'm not sure if they pronounce that Lejeune. But anyway, he had I'm five catches. With yeah, with uh, 56 yards. Stevens, the big uh, transfer out of TCU, had five catches for 47 yards in that game. And the Cajuns... Uh, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Smith, along with uh, Fields, uh, I'm still wondering why they pull Fields. Chris also had uh, four carries for 26 yards uh, coming in late into the game. Had a big 25-yard run on, I think, third or fourth down to get the Cajuns deep into Houston territory. But the Cajuns just couldn't punch it in, and uh, they yep. get beat uh, 23-16. Yeah, I saw one right up where uh, Chris showed his potential uh, as a freshman. Don't think he took too many snaps this year, did he? Mm-mm. If at all? Yeah, they. Uh, they. I think he might have taken some of some blowout games, but uh, you know, you're allowed as a true freshman to play in four games without losing your red shirt. And then I saw something this morning that uh, the NCA changed the rule that they allow these kids to play. Uh, Right now, for one to understand, to play in four games, and if they're playing the bowl game, it doesn't hurt their freshman eligibility as they can be redshirted. And one of the reasons they're probably doing that is so many players are opting out of bowl games. Uh, they want to encourage uh, some participation in it. Yeah, the Cajuns' leading receiver opted out of that game, too. Uh, not sure why, but uh, I know Zion Hill and, and Smith, the running back, both stated that uh, – uh, they wanted to play in the game. They choose to play, and uh, they'll be eligible for the draft next year. Of course, uh, Hill Green is a uh, fifth-year senior, and uh, he uh, looks forward to the NFL draft. So uh, we'll see how things turn out for those two young men in the Cajuns. Uh, lose a tough one. And I'm trying to remember who they open up next year against, and it escapes me uh, – in that regard, but uh, anyway, the bowl games, man, I mean, just a whole host of bowl games as they started last uh, Thursday um, or even Wednesday, but uh, Louisville takes down Cincinnati, Oregon State, boy, we talked about that Friday, beat Florida 30-3, to and Florida looked uh, horrific, uh, they're going through the motions, it looked like. Southern Miss uh, takes down Rice 38-24, uh, BYU edges Southern Methodist 24-23, Boise State uh, up with the Blue Field beats North Texas 35-32. Marshall uh, beats Connecticut and Jim Mora Jr., who is uh, the head coach at Connecticut, 28-14. San Jose State loses to Eastern Michigan, who uh, the Cajuns beat pretty bad earlier in the year, 41-27. San Jose State loses to Eastern Michigan. Uh, Toledo uh, beats Liberty, 21-19. Over the weekend, also, uh, Western Kentucky beats back South Alabama. I think South Alabama was a Sun Belt Conference champ. Is that correct? I'm not sure. Yeah, they played in New Orleans. Uh, yes, yes, that yeah, is correct. And uh, Air Force uh, down Baylor, 30-15. Of course, the Houston Cougars beat the Cajuns, 26-13. Wake Forest takes down Missouri of the SEC, 27-17. 
San Diego State loses to Middle Tennessee uh, 25-23. And then uh, last night or yesterday afternoon, uh, New Mexico State beats Bowling Green by a score of 24-19. to Of course, uh, around here, uh, of course, we got a couple uh, big games, but they won't be till a week from yesterday as the Tigers journey to the Citrus Bowl to take on uh, uh, Purdue, who have had a few players uh, opt out that game, too. And I know uh, LSU has gone from like a uh, nine-point pick. It's up to 14-and-a-half, two touchdowns. It's LSU uh, over Purdue, eight-and-five Purdue, which uh, Drew Brees will participate, I think, some for uh, Purdue as an assistant coach for that game uh, over in Orlando, Florida. It'll be on ABC, and that's uh, next Monday. Uh, of course, that'll be the holiday as uh, it happened uh, this past Monday with Christmas. Also, uh, next Monday at the same time, Tulane journeys to Dallas to take on uh, USC in the Cotton Bowl game. But in the meantime, today at 11 o'clock, Jeff, we got Southern Georgia, or Georgia Southern, excuse me, against Buffalo. That's 11 o'clock kickoff, followed by Memphis at Utah at 2.15. Then Coastal Carolina will take on East Carolina at 5.45. And the late game tonight, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State uh, will journey to Phoenix to uh, play in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Of course, a 6-6 six and six Wisconsin takes on a 7-5 and five Oklahoma State with uh, Wisconsin a three-and-a-half-point pick in that game and over and under at 45. So uh, some interesting matchups today in uh, college football. And, uh, of course, to, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, we'll have uh, one, two, three, four more games. Uh, that'll be uh, Central Florida at Duke, Kansas, Arkansas. And I say at Duke, but uh, Duke the home team. Uh, Kansas at Arkansas, Oregon State at North Carolina, and then uh, Texas Tech at Mississippi. That Duke um, game will be at Annapolis, uh, Maryland, the Military Bowl, uh, where USC, uh, Central Florida will take on Duke. Elsewhere, Kansas will they will play Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. I think Arkansas should have a pretty good following for that game. Just uh, a couple hours drive away from Memphis, around from uh, Arkansas and yeah, elsewhere. Literally, it's right across the river. The state itself yeah. is right across the river there. Of course, Fayetteville being on the northwest uh, side of the state. Elsewhere, Oregon will take on North Carolina. That will be in the Holiday Bowl. That's uh, later on today at 7 p.m. tonight over in San Diego. And the one last bowl game I was speaking about uh, Texas Tech at Mississippi. That's going to be taking the Texas Bowl. That's an 8 o'clock kickoff over in uh, Houston. Uh, I guess they'll play at Reliance Stadium. It doesn't say what, uh, what, what stadium they're playing in, in Texas Tech and Ole Miss at 8 and 4. It's in Houston, i got to think. It's uh, Reliant. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my guess, too. Uh, of course, come Thursday, you'll have uh, a few more bowl games on the uh, course. You'll have Syracuse, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Florida State, Texas at Washington, and then the Friday's matchups, you'll have uh, another four games at uh, Maryland, North Carolina State, Pittsburgh, UCLA, uh, Notre Dame in South Carolina, Ohio in Wyoming, and the last game Friday, Tennessee and, at Clemson. That'll be in the Orange Bowl. And, of course, uh, Orange Bowl playing it on, uh, on the eve of New Year's Eve. So uh, the Orange Bowl, I never remember playing the Orange Bowl two uh, days ahead, but, of course, Everybody's going to be uh, watching the big games. It's a combination of New Year's versus the playoffs and all that. Yeah. Of course, the big game, everybody will be watching. Uh, Alabama, uh, well, uh, Alabama and uh, Kansas State be interesting. Uh, 
And I'm trying to remember where the two uh, playoff teams, Ohio State and Georgia, that's Saturday at 7 p.m. And, of course, at 3 p.m. Peach and Fiesta, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. TCU of Michigan, that'll be the uh, uh, Fiesta Bowl. They'll be out uh, in Arizona. And strange, that's that's <laughs> strange. That's the earlier game. That's a 3 o'clock game out in Arizona. Uh, so I guess it'll be, what, 1 o'clock out in Arizona uh, for their time. Yeah, I always forget. To, I think they're just one hour different from us during standard time. Yeah. But then it's two hours during daylight saving time because they don't observe it. That's right. That's it always throws me off because... You know, I watch a lot of Cub uh, preseason games, and, they're and early there. on, they're early on they play at two, but then the time change, and all of a sudden they're starting at three, which is actually better for me, uh, considering work and all. And by the way, yes, Houston, uh, that Texas Bowl is at NRG Stadium, okay. the Texans Stadium. Okay. Anyway, uh, in the meantime, Ohio State and Georgia will be the uh, seven o'clock game, New Year's Eve, uh, as the Georgia Bulldogs are six and a half point pick over uh, the Ohio State team in Michigan. Uh, Michigan, I think, is a is a seven-and-a-half-point pick over TCU in that game. Hopefully TCU is not the uh, Cincinnati uh, from last year where Alabama handed Cincinnati pretty easily. And, you know, the four-seed has not done well too no. often in this. Yeah, even Notre Dame was hammered yeah. a few times. Yeah. Oklahoma also, I think LSU hammered Oklahoma one year in that regard. So, uh We'll see how that all come to pass. So, You were wondering about uh, the Cajuns. Um, is it possible their full schedule has not been set? Because uh, it looks like the conference schedule hasn't been decided from what I'm looking at here. And it hasn't because I think they have some new teams coming into their conference and all, and that's all got to be situated. That's the only thing I can think of. But, but they have set um, what yeah. I would assume is their home opener against Northwestern State okay. yes. on September 2nd. And then uh, – from what has been scheduled so far, they'll be at Alabama Birmingham on the 16th, and the highlight in their uh, pre-conference schedule would be at Minnesota University of Minnesota. So a chance to knock off a Big Ten team there. And and those are the three games you show so far. And then the fourth game, October 14th, uh, back in Lafayette, New Mexico State. That same aggie team we saw yesterday that's right to beat uh bowling green i do believe yeah so uh interesting uh their non-conference games like i said the non-conference schedule probably be released sometime i don't know if they do that uh maybe in january or as late as march uh, uh, two different this. sites i went to including the cajuns uh, uh ragingcajun.com uh showed just those same four games so okay Anyway, I uh, need to take another break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Ring in the new year all week long at the Quarter Tavern, the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for sports and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, December the 27th. And uh, You're holding out on me? Okay. R- Richard just asked me about some pecan candy. Uh, you, you didn't bring any with you today? Not that I know of. Come on, man. Anyway, yeah, I did eat some of his candy. Richard, uh, it is delicious. So uh, I hate to tell you, but uh, it was... Uh, Manger uh, last night at All the right. house. Anyway, uh, in that regard, uh, basically NBA action. Uh, of course, the um, Pelicans, remember, uh, just a short time ago, went on a seven-game <laughs> winning streak. And, of course, they had lost four in a row. Well, they kind of turned it around uh, uh, recently as uh, they won a, a big game uh, uh, last night as they took down Indiana in New Orleans at the uh, Smoothie King as uh, they beat uh, Indiana 113-93 to to uh, get it back going again as the uh, Hornets uh, shot forty almost 46% from the floor, uh, shot 30% from the three-point line, uh, out-rebounded uh, the, um, the Indianapolis team, the Pacers, uh, by a pretty good margin there. And uh, pretty much was the difference in the game is uh, they – they pretty much cruised. They had a six-point lead after the first quarter and then added on to another 13. So they had almost a 20-point lead. And added on to that is a little over a 30-point lead heading into the final quarter. They emptied the bench. Uh, of course, again, absent from the uh, Pelicans game is uh, Zion Williamson. He didn't play. He was cleared uh, earlier yesterday. D- d- didn't uh, didn't make the stat board if he uh, ran around on the uh, floor. No, you're right. Uh, so... Uh, Anyway, um, he uh, he's missing in action. Of course, uh, the Pelicans uh, don't play again till tomorrow night when uh, Minnesota, the Timberwolves, come to town. Who are sixteen and eighteen? The, the Pelicans are twenty-one and twelve right now. And uh, the, basically, the the thrust for the Pelicans right now is the bench support they get during the course of their games. Uh, even uh, 
last uh, last night. Uh, uh, their bench comes off and scores 30 points, 25 points. And uh, right now, of course, uh, with Williamson's out of the game, uh, Marshall comes in and scores 22 points. He's uh, one of their better players off the bench. And uh, right now, Alvarado's another one. Uh, he comes off the bench and didn't get hot. So, uh, and Hayes, Hayes is another one, 15 points off the bench. That was a big, uh, long Texan from the Longhorns uh, who was playing for the Pelicans. So the Pelicans right now playing well, Jeff. And uh, they, uh, they, they, at one time, they were leading the uh, – the Western Conference in uh, in wins right now, and uh, they're a, game, a half a game ahead of Memphis. They lead their division, uh, but uh, and right now they are they have the most wins, but they have a one more loss than uh, Denver, who's twenty one and eleven, and uh, pretty much uh, they're setting the pace uh, percentage wise. But the uh, Pelicans, uh, second place uh, win wise uh, in the conference. And uh, I think they've got an excellent chance to go forward to the playoffs. I think stay healthy and keep Zion Williamson uh, in the game. Uh, he's he's missed probably a good uh, a third of their games already this year. So uh, when he's active, he's tremendous around the basket and all. Meanwhile, of course, the Celtics are still setting the world on fire. They lead uh, all the NBA teams with winning percentage. They've won 70% of their games, 24-10. Uh, the Celtics uh, elsewhere leading their divisions. Atlanta leads theirs uh, barely by half game. They're one game over 500. Milwaukee, uh, one of the better teams in the league, 22-11. and 11, uh, They lead uh, the Central Division. So uh, NBA basketball, the uh, – the Hornets will – I mean Hornets. The Pelicans will play again uh, tomorrow night uh, as they take on Minnesota. Any other interesting games? The Lakers will be at Miami. Boy, they've had their problems, their issues. They're 13-20 and 20 right now, and I think uh, uh, Davis is out for a good spell. Uh, of course, the former uh, Pelican, uh, Davis. Uh, was LeBron trade James has missed a bunch of games he, too. Yeah, he has. And so uh, the Lakers right now, 13-20, and 20, uh, pulling up uh, the – bottom of the western division out there uh and the pacific uh area but elsewhere and any other news i'm trying to see uh with regards well, you, Go ahead. you mentioned texas uh the de- texas uh, basketball player now in the nba but uh now the fiance of texas basketball coach chris beard has uh-huh. released a statement through her attorney that recanted some previous allegations in her statement friday uh she wrote that uh, she was the initiator of a struggle between her and Beard, and said that Beard did not strangle her the night she called 911 uh, back on December 12th. True also wrote, I do not uh, refute uh, Beard acted in self-defense the night of December 12th. Uh, Austin Police's arrest report notes that True told police that night, I could not breathe. He did it probably for like five seconds. In her statement Friday, uh, again, the fiancé claimed uh, that she never told police Beard strangled her. Said, Chris and I are deeply saddened that we have brought negative attention upon our family, friends, and the University of Texas, among others. Uh, her statement went on as Chris's fiance and biggest supporter. I apologize for the role I played in this unfortunate event. I realized that my frustration when breaking his glasses initiated a physical struggle between Chris and myself. Chris did not strangle me, and I told that to law enforcement that evening. Chris has stated that he was acting in self-defense, and I do not refute that. I do not believe Chris was trying to intentionally harm me in any way. It was never my intent to have him arrested or prosecuted. 
We appreciate everyone's support and prayers during this difficult time. You know, it points out that one of the reasons domestic uh, violence cases, you know, often both are arrested and you, you let the court system rule it out. And oftentimes in domestic cases, you can't recant. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, taken to court and let That's the right. evidence play it out. That's right. I don't want to have any minutes of that tape I'm missing. Yeah. <laughs> I say that in facetious manner. But uh, in the meantime, yeah, Beard, uh, he was suspended, I think, without pay from the University of Texas. For Cur- this. Currently indefin- ind- indefinitely suspended without pay. So, yeah, I mean, there are consequences. And, you know, and again, and, and I know this from uh, – domestic abuse situations where too often the woman, you know, uh, is hesitant to leave or prosecute because her life gets disrupted, too. And that's why places like Shea Hope uh, try and do what they can to help a woman out of those situations and make them as comfortable as possible, whether it's shelter or uh, certain needs, because too often that's the case. They're worried well, where do I go from here? That's right. And um, you know, I, I just hope uh, she's not recanting because she realizes the payday she may have lost. Yes, that's right. That, and that and comes that, into a big factor in a lot of these domestic cases, too. And, and then the woman winds up beaten or dead yeah. too often. Yeah. And so, uh, again... I hope she's being honest, uh, and right. we'll see what they do as a result of it. Well, I'm sure Chris Beard would like to get back to coaching his Texas Longhorn team, but uh, Texas took the stand, and when they got news of this, uh, hello, Mr. Beard, uh, you're out of here for right now, and uh, go find you a place to uh, uh, make some money. Of course, they cut him off, and uh, I think his assistant coach now uh, is running the team, and I'm trying to remember who that was. I've seen Texas. Of course, Texas – Beat the Cajuns pretty bad. Texas, I think, is what fifth, sixth, seventh in the country right now in the NCAA men's basketball poll, and uh, they've got a pretty good team. They've handed the Cajuns to probably their worst loss of the year so far last Wednesday, about a week from uh, tomorrow, as they beat the Cajuns back. I think one hundred to seventy-two. I think was the score of that particular uh, basketball game. Now elsewhere, of course, a couple of high school games. We got some tournaments going on. Uh, in uh, our area, and uh, I know uh, Nish, uh, uh, Catholic High is due to play uh, Iota tomorrow at Catholic High. Uh, elsewhere, Franklin Journeys, I uh, should say, East Jefferson comes to Franklin. Wow. I think Nish took down uh, uh, St. Martinville recently in a game that uh, I remember seeing. Uh, the Laurelville girls lost to Catholic High's girls 44-28. Uh, St. Thomas Moore's boys beat Sophie B. Wright 70-65. to Looking for some other scores. Uh, Erath's uh, boys beat Dalcom's boys 70-54. to Those games, some of those games were before the uh, Christmas break. Uh, of course, we haven't been here for four days just trying to uh, go over some of those games uh, in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you see anything uh, on that. Uh, the Delcom uh, boys beat back St. Edmund. That was uh, last Thursday, 55-46. Of course, we weren't here Friday. And, uh, of course, with the holidays, a lot of these teams are in tournaments and all, so don't know if their fans will send us some scores or not uh, right now. You know, last game Nish played, I think, was Thursday against Northwest, 62-41. Uh, to 41. Still undefeated, uh, Oh, and uh, Nish beat right. St. Martinville Tuesday, 69-61. Okay, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and take our next break and get Bob uh, Rose on the line, the SI uh, 
uh, Ryder follows uh, Saints. Anyway, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. We'll be back with Bob right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Ring in the new year all week long at the Quarter Tavern, the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best ring prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for sports and no bar with more outdoor seating. And don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us this morning on a Tuesday morning and not a Monday morning is Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob, and uh, thank you for uh, being available to join the show. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, of course, I'm going to be available. I hope everybody had a great Christmas and uh, many blessings towards a terrific 2023 yeah, uh, Bob, of course, uh, the Saints, uh, you know, even though it's minuscule, they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Of course, they need a lot of help. And uh, with the Saints uh, going up to Cleveland uh, with the wind and, and everything else coming off uh, Lake Erie, the Saints pull off a 17-10 to uh, 10 win and surprised me to, uh, to be quite uh, candid with you. I forgot about the game. I don't join the, the game till the middle of the fourth quarter when I first glanced. I thought the Saints were down. Then I shook my <laughs> head and saw they were up 17-10, to 10, holding off the Browns. Uh, wow. Tell us a little bit more about it, Bob. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, this, uh, yeah, th- this group of players showed a lot more character and a lot more resilience uh, than they had at any point at all during the 2022 season. Uh, you know, they, they, they went up in horrible conditions. I mean, I, I can't stress to you guys how bad those conditions were. Uh, you know, the, uh, footing was troublesome to both teams. Uh, you know, the, the wind chill was well into the negative digits. Uh, you know, the wind conditions themselves, it just, it played havoc on the receivers and the passing game. Uh, and, and really the way both offenses called the game all day long. 
Uh, you know, it reduced it to if you love old school football, then you had to love this game. Uh, you know, and, and and like I said, the Saints showed a lot of character and resilience and and pulling it out. And like you said, they kept their season alive. Maybe by maybe by a, 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 a skin flint, but uh, it's still it's still kicking. Uh, it, that it is, too. And, uh, you know, I, I was mentioning to Jeff early in the show, not getting into detail with regards to the game, but, boy, Cleveland's paid Deshaun Watson, I mean, all this money. Of course, he hadn't played in, uh, what, maybe a year and a half, almost two years. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, for paying him $230 million and guaranteeing it, uh, he just, he's not uh, bringing everything to the table that uh, I think the Browns faithful were looking for right now. I, I, no, he really hasn't been. Uh, you know, his timing with the receivers is off. Uh, you know, just you know, the, the the offense, the, the Browns' offense in general, uh, and a lot of us questioned the fit Deshaun Watson would have in Cleveland when they made that trade. Now, guys, ultimately, I think he'll be fine. I, you know, as far you know, let, let's leave the off the field stuff off the table for a moment. Uh, you know, it, it, on the field, he's a rare talent. So, you know, I think this offseason, Cleveland is just going to you know, hit a little bit of a reset, surround him with more weapons at wide receiver, and he'll have a full offseason to digest whatever playbook they go into 2023 with. So, you know, I do think that they'll be fine. But anybody that thought that Deshaun Watson was going to be an instant success in Cleveland, just with the way that franchise is set up right now, uh, you know, obviously you were sadly mistaken. And, uh, Bob, with regards to uh, the Saints now, uh, with the help they need, of course, they need Tampa Bay to lose twice. And Tampa Bay's got to play, uh, I believe, Atlanta and Carolina, maybe not in that order. I think they play Carolina this weekend, then they play Atlanta the final weekend. Of course, the Saints have to journey to Philadelphia to uh, play the Eagles. And will we see Mr. Hurt? Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, in the meantime, they've got to win both those games. Tampa Bay's got to lose both their games. And, uh, of course, the Saints, uh, if that happens, uh, the Saints get in at 8-9. and nine? Is that pretty much the scenario? That's the, that's the exact scenario. Um, there's, a, there's a very far-fetched wild-card scenario, believe it or not, where the Saints could get in if they lose their final two, and six different NFC teams have to lose their final two games. Uh, you know, so suffice to say that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, so yeah, their easiest way in, you know, their most logical way in, uh, is for Tampa Bay to lose to Carolina, then Atlanta, uh, while the Saints themselves, uh, upset Philadelphia this weekend in Philadelphia and then beat Carolina at home, uh, you know, to finish the regular season. That's, you know, that's their only realistic way in. Okay. And, uh, believe it or not, uh, uh, what's the wording with regard to Mr. Hurt uh, playing uh, this week, the fine quarterback who sat out uh, this past weekend as uh, their backup, uh, did a tremendous job against the Cowboy defense, who's been pretty good all year long. And uh, 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 the young man by the name, I think it was um, Min- Minshew, uh, mm-hmm. playing for uh, the the Eagles right now, had threw for 355 yards uh, last Saturday. Uh, yeah, he did. And Gardner Minshew is one of the better uh, backup quarterbacks in the National Football League. Uh, yeah, but 
the the Eagles' offense is just a different animal with Jalen Hurts behind center. Uh, you know, he's been an MVP candidate at the top of the MVP candidates all year long. And there's a lot of rumors swirling around that Jalen is going to give it a go this weekend. Uh, you know, and listen, Philadelphia has a lot to play for also. They have not clinched the NFC East yet. Uh, they need one victory in their last two games uh, you know, to, to win the, not only win the NFC East, but wrap up the number one seed in the conference, which of course comes along with that, a bye. So, uh, uh, so we're hearing that Jalen Hurts might give it a go. Obviously, Wednesday and Thursday's practice sessions are a key, uh, you know, to watch out of Philadelphia, uh, you know, cause they're going to be without their right tackle, Lane Johnson, for the rest of the year, along with a couple of defensive players. Uh, Philadelphia's philosophy may very well be that if Hurts can go this weekend, then they, and then they can pull off a win, then he'll essentially have two and a half weeks to rest. Uh, along with their other you know, banged-up players. So you know, I, I think if there's any way that Jalen Hurts can suit up uh, you know, and play effectively this weekend, we are definitely going to see him play against the Saints. And, of course, uh, Philadelphia ends their season uh, the following uh, Sunday against the Giants, a journey to uh, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. And I uh, don't know if they still have an outside shot of making the playoffs right now. They do, yeah. The Giants absolutely do. Uh, you know, so they're going to be uh, you know, a little bit of a desperate team. I think, uh, you know, if I'm not mistaken, New York needs one win in their last two games uh, to clinch a wild card spot. Uh, you know, and if you know the division history between New York and Philadelphia, uh, you you know that those are really hard fought physical games. So, you know. It, if I'm the if I'm Nick Sirianni, the Eagles coach, I'm sitting back and I'm looking at this schedule. And you know, I, again, I realize that if I win this weekend, that I get to rest Jalen, uh, you know, in week 18, the following week in a bye, and you know, I have you know two and a half weeks to you know, to get him prepared for a uh, divisional round matchup. Uh, you know, as opposed to sitting him out this week, then maybe pushing him towards a matchup against the Giants where you know he's going to get beat up uh, you know, and potentially less rest. I think Jalen Hurts plays this weekend, guys. I really do. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at one story uh, out of uh, Delaware Online. They say one of the reasons they should double down on resting Hurts is that his right tackle, uh, Lane Johnson, expected mm-hmm. to miss. Uh, the next couple of games, too, and a uh, little lack of protection for Jalen Hurts. Why risk it? Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, and the, uh, granted, the Saints uh, have a pass rush among the better ones in the NFL. Uh, you know, so you are, yeah, you're always taking a risk when you roll an injured player out there, especially when it's your franchise quarterback. Uh, but yeah, Lane, you know, Lane Johnson is among a handful of Eagle players that is uh, that is expected to miss the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Philadelphia has a very ground-based attack, but Jalen uh, Jalen's right up there with the NFL passing leaders too. Uh, you know, he's really uh, you know, improved himself as a passer over the last two years or so. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not. This is no disrespect towards Garner Minshew, uh, but he's just he's not the athlete that Jalen Hurts is. He can't threaten the defense in as many ways as Jalen Hurts does. Now, if Jalen does play, I wouldn't expect the normal amount of runs we would see from Hurts. They'll probably try to protect him, get that passing game going, and try to run at the Saints with Miles Sanders and. Kenneth Gainwell, 
uh, you know, rather than having uh, you know, too many RPO options with Hertz uh, and perhaps put him more at risk. So even if Jalen does play, you'll see a little bit different philosophy from Philadelphia, I'd expect. Uh, yeah, but Minshew, uh, yeah, like you both mentioned, Minshew is perfectly capable of going out there and winning a game. That he is, too. And uh, the Eagles are, I think, a six-and-a-half-point pick as of early this morning. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, uh, will the line change if there's any notice that uh, maybe Hurt won't play or maybe he will and see any change in that. But, uh, uh, again, the weather up there, I'm not sure what it's going to look like in Philadelphia this weekend. You know, considering how nice it's going to be here, uh, that tells me that up north it's going to be considerably better, too. And I know you're not far from there, uh, Bob. Uh, I mean, what are you dealing with weather-wise? Uh, right now, we're uh, it's it's a heat wave compared to what we were dealing with the last couple of days. Uh, you know, it's forecast to be in the in the mid high twenties today. Uh, you know, getting warmer through the week. Uh, and of course, I'm uh, I'm in Pittsburgh, so Philadelphia gets what we get. Uh, you know, uh, about a day and a half or so after the fact. Uh, I, I just looked at the weather forecast for uh, you know, here and out east just before we went on air together, and uh, it looks like it could be in the 40s, maybe even low 50s, uh, you know, chance of rain, so that creates another sloppy field condition perhaps, uh, but not nearly the cold weather and, you know, no snow as of the moment. Anyway, Bob, uh, yeah, so uh, just uh, two games left of the NFL season, and then we head to the playoffs uh, with, I think, what now 14 teams out of the 32 make the playoff scenario. So uh, Mm -hmm. anyway, uh, as always, uh, just uh, hopefully uh, you'll have a nice uh, new year and a prosperous new year, as we all know. And uh, we'll uh, have you on again uh, uh, next Tuesday due to the holiday being on Monday uh, like it was this past uh, week. And uh, I should say this week. In the meantime, Jeff, uh, anything uh, more for Bob? No, but Bob, do remind us again how to read and hear your work. Guys, thank you both for having me on. Uh, I do hope you have uh, a terrific New Year's. Uh, And, yeah, next Tuesday works perfectly for me. In the meantime, folks, you can follow me. I'm on Facebook, Bob Rose, R-O-S-E. I'm over on Twitter, at BobbyR2613. All of my articles are published through the Saints News Network, Saints at Saints News on Twitter. Uh, and please check out our show. Uh, you know, every Wednesday night is called the Bayou Blitz. We go on live at 8 p.m. Central Time. And if you want to catch any of our past shows, you can just go on to YouTube and look up Bayou Blitz. We've had a number of great interviews throughout the year. We're hoping to finish the year strong and maybe with a couple of laughs or two. Very good. Bob, always a pleasure. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Sounds great, guys. Have a happy new year and a great week. Likewise, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, Bob, thank you. Anyway, Jeff, uh, today in sports history, uh, in December the 27th, uh, some uh, in 1908, African-American boxer Jack Johnson stops Canadian defending champ Tommy Burns in the 14th round all the way in Sydney, Australia, to come the first black man to win a heavyweight boxing title. But Johnson dominates and the police have to go in and stop the bout. And if you ever saw the movie uh, about uh, the great uh, Jack Johnson, uh, that uh, they, they, they were trying to bring everybody back to see if they could beat him and nobody could. In 1919, on this date, the Yankees and Boston Red Sox meet, uh, reach an agreement to move future Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees, folks. 1928, Johnny Weismuller, of course, my favorite Tarzan. 
retirement. He says he's retired, retiring from amateur swimming. Of course, he goes on to do I don't know how many Tarzan movies in the 30s and 40s. Elsewhere on this date in 1943, the Wrigley Field, the Bears beat the Redskins 41-21. It's the Bears' sixth title already in uh, the NFL action. 1954 on this date, Cleveland Municipal Stadium, the Browns thrashed the Lions 56 to 10 as Browns place kicker Lou Groza. Of course, they named the Collegiate Ward after Lou Groza makes eight extra points, a new title game record uh, for that. In 1955, the championship at the LA Memorial Coliseum, the Browns beat the Rams 38 14. Browns defend their title and win their third NFL championship in the 50s, then the second straight route, too. On this date, 1960, at Franklin Field, the Eagles beat the Green Bay Packers 17 to 13. Uh, the reason I say that, it was a lone playoff defeat in the history of Packer coach Vince Lombardi's, uh, uh, I guess, run over in Dynasty in Green Bay. Never lost another playoff game. 1976 AFL Championship, the Raiders beat the Steelers 24-7. to Elsewhere on this date, 91, Chuck Noll retires as the NFL coach with the Steelers after 23 years. Birthdays today, Frank Brawls, collegiate athlete, coach at AD at Arkansas. Of course, he was a starting quarterback at Georgia Tech back in the uh, 40s. Uh, also born on this day, Glenn Davis, the Hall of Famer, trophy winner. He was called Mr. Outside with the speed he had. And born in 46, he won the Heisman. Of course, Army won the national championship in 44, 45, and 46. Of course, he played briefly with the L.A. Rams, born in Claremont, California. Also born, Carlton Fisk, Hall of Fame catcher, 11-time All-Star, born in Bellows Falls, Vermont. Ozzie Smith, also the Wizard of Oz, born on this date in uh, 1954. Also dying on this date in 2004, Reggie White, of course, the great Hall of Fame defensive tackle with the Eagles and Packers, died of cardiac uh, arrhythmia at 43 years old. Quote of the day, let's go back to Vince. Vince Lombardi, he had a great <laughs> this is all what it says about sports. If it doesn't matter who wins or loses, then why do they keep score? Uh, the great Vince Lombardi. Anyway, that's today in sports history, Jeff, uh, in December, this date. Uh, anyway, uh, back to you. All right. Uh, big thanks to our guest today, Bob Rose with SI.com. And uh, as you mentioned, other avenues in which to read and uh, see his work, uh, hear his work. Uh, but again, thanks to uh, Bob and thanks to our sponsors, including Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep, district number 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency, 